Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at How Stuff Works. And sitting in the chair next to me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. I predict this will be our second best podcast of all time. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. So this is our obligatory predictions for 2009. Yeah. And uh, we have a whole list of things. I, I feel compelled to point out that these may or may not come true, and some of them might be a little far-fetched. I think what we'll have to do is, at the end of 2009, listen to this podcast and see how many of them we got absolutely completely wrong. Deal. Awesome. All right. You want to start or you want me to? Uh, you go ahead. All right. I want to start with Apple. Okay. I think we're going to find out who Steve Jobs' successor is in 2009. Ooh. Maybe he won't leave the company. But I think we're going to start hearing names of people who might be poised to take over the reins if, for some reason, as many predict, he will be stepping down. Interesting. I, I can see Jobs resisting that as much as he possibly really? can. Yeah, I don't know. I what can't imagine why you yeah. would say that. So uh, my Apple prediction is that we are going to see I think 2009 will be possibly the swan song 
for the Mac desktop computer. Really? Yeah. Does that include the iMac or the Power Mac only? I think um, I think it'll include both. I okay. Mean, it, this is that's going out on a big limb there. I know, but but I I just see that you know Macintosh desktop sales have been going kind of low for the last couple of quarters. Uh, in comparison to what they used to be, they're, they're not growing as fast as they think they should. And I think with the current economic climate, mm-hmm. we are looking at, uh, consumers who are going to be concerned more about getting the most for their money. And, uh, and, and Mac computers are beautiful. They work really, really well, but they're also really expensive, especially when you compare it to a machine of similar power, maybe not the best you know, maybe they're not as capable, but they're just as powerful uh, on the PC side for significantly less money. So, do you think we'll see an Apple Netbook this year? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, or, you think if, people if, will continue if you to take, talk about? If you take Jobs at his word, he yeah. says that there's no way they would build a machine for under five hundred dollars that wasn't crap. Okay. That, that was were his words, not mm-hmm. mine. So. Uh, I would be very surprised if we saw something besides the MacBook Air, right? <laughs> the netbooks range. I uh, I have another little Apple projection. I yes. think we're going to start hearing about the next gadget, uh, the iPod, the iPhone, and I think there. I think we're going to start hearing if if we don't even see it. I think people are going to start conjecturing. And you know how we knew the iPhone was coming out before it came out. Sure. Uh, sort of like we did with the Google phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to hear, we'll start hearing about the thing, whatever it is. It'll be rumored, if nothing else. I'm going with the iCar. The iCar? Yeah. Well, actually, they were going to partner with VW for an I know, iCar, and I know. it didn't happen. I love that article that we have on that. Yeah. Still a good article. Okay. So, uh, let's move over to Microsoft then. Yeah. I was, I, I'm, I've I'm, got a prediction for Windows 7. I, I grouped mine by company too, and then I have some general stuff. Oh, so most I, of mine's general. Okay. So I, I, I'm, but for, for Windows 7, my, okay. my prediction. Yeah. This is so easy. It's it's a gimme. Okay. But that Windows 7 is going to have an uphill battle because it has to erase all the bad blood that was generated by Windows Vista. And we should point out that a lot of that bad blood is is probably you know completely unnecessary because although Windows Vista did have some problems early on, uh, Microsoft addressed a lot of those issues and fixed a lot of those problems. And people who use Windows Vista without knowing what it is when they're using the new patched version yeah. seem to think it's a great system. And it's really good for things like your know, media center, that kind of thing. And things where you have 80 billion gigabytes of memory. Okay, yeah, you have to have a powerful machine, granted, but <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at here. Okay, okay. So I just think that Windows 7 is going to uh, have a rough time for the first few months that it's out. But if enterprises are eager to, to upgrade because now they, they're going to be running on a Windows system that's, you know, 10 years old, then I think that's where you're going to see Windows 7 flourish. Right. As soon as businesses say, okay, we can trust this operating system and they move to it, they're, they're sitting pretty. I have two Microsofts. Okay. One of them, uh, is a, a gimme. And one is a little bit more far-fetched. One, the, the gimme is that WebOffice is going to launch, the web version of, right. of Office. Okay. And it's totally, it's going to be out there and it's going to have all the functionality and it's going to go head-to-head with Google Docs. Um, the other is, I'm, this is my actual, uh, I'm going to put a date in here. Well, not a date, but uh, I think at E3, you're going to hear about the Xbox 720. Okay, so the next generation of Xbox, the next whether, generation whether of Xbox. it's the 720 or not. Well, they're ahead of the other two. They're ahead of, of uh, Nintendo and they're ahead of Sony as far as the Xbox release date. Sure. Because uh, they pushed the, the 
360 out the door pretty quickly after the uh, original Xbox was released. So I think they're going to try to stay ahead of the game and go ahead and and announce the 720 and give you a release date. It may even be on the shelves by next Christmas. And you think so? Yeah, I guess the typical console tends to be out between three and five years before the next generation yeah. See, pops it's, up. It's so it's time. about time. It's you're time. right. Okay, I can. It's not that far fetched, but I, I think you're going to yeah. hear about it at E3. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can dig that. Okay. Um, how about a Google rumor? Oh, okay. Okay. So I think that by the end of 2009, we will finally see a full-fledged Google operating system. Wow. Yeah. A web-based operating system. It's almost there now. Chrome and the Google uh, Docs suite together work pretty well um, as as a very kind of limited operating system. But I think we're going to see the real thing before the end of 2009. All right. Well, I mean, they've already got a head start. They've got Android. Right. I think you're going to see a huge boost in Android, too, because there are going to be a bunch of new Android phones coming out in 2009. And I think that will encourage developers to develop more um, programs for Android. And so by the end of 2009, Android is going to be a major player as well. All right, then. So there you go. I was going to leave the uh, Googling to you since you're Mr. Google. Yeah. Well, but uh, I was I was going to touch on the game systems again. Okay. Um, Nintendo, I think, is going to have a quiet year. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a new system from them. I think you might see a new peripheral or two because I think they're figuring out that that's a, that's a good way to uh, to keep the system going and add more functionality to it and sell more Wii's. Yeah, yeah. considering they're going nuts doing that now. Uh, but I think I think it, they're going to concentrate on uh, rolling out more games, and I don't think you're going to hear anything about the next the Wii two. Yeah. Whatever it is, I, I think it's going to be quiet and stick with games and peripherals. Well, yeah, they're still outselling. The, they're prediction. still outselling the other consoles by yeah. a significant margin, and uh, um, it's interesting because I don't. I think a lot of people who buy Wii's kind of get tired of the games that they have fairly quickly, and so we Nintendo yeah. has to has to try and figure out a way to re-energize that customer base and keep them interested. I think the Wii Fit was a perfect thing for them to come out with because that really did get people excited about the Wii. Even people who had bought it thought it was really cool, played it for a couple of months, and then just sort of set it aside and didn't think about it again. The Wii Fit managed to bring them back into it. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the peripherals is probably the way they're going to go. Well, looking at Sony and the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 2 has extended its life considerably. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, far selling more than any console ever, I think. Uh, I think that's safe to say without researching that, that they, yeah. <laughs> they pretty much have... Well, they've certainly the been around forever. But speaking of Sony, yeah, uh, I think that it that they're going to start working on the PS4 because sales of the PS3 have stagnated so much that the next PlayStation, I think they're going to end of life the, the PlayStation 3 very early and you may start hearing about the PlayStation 4 before the end of the year. So here's the thing about the PlayStation 3. I yeah. think um, I think that its death is premature. I agree with you that it's not doing as well as it needs to do. Really? I think that's mainly mm-hmm. because of the price. It's, over, it's the highest priced console on the market right now. Right. And they, you know, Sony... Before Christmas 2008, uh, they said they were not going to cut the price of the the PS3. Um, they weren't going to bring it down for the holidays. And I think that really, really hurt them. I'm not sure that coming out with a new console will help because I don't think it's the fact that the PS3 – I think the PS3 has, has great specs and is perfect for the time that it's in right now. It's just at the wrong price. Right. 
Right. But well, that, that does bring me to something else that's similar, right. though. Okay. I was going to say that I don't know if the developers are going to stay on board with uh, the PS3 if they're not selling machines. Well, I can, yeah, I can definitely see that because there's so, no money in it for them to do that. Right. Why, why develop for that when they can just concentrate on just, say, the Xbox? And, right. Exactly. Okay. okay. Sorry. I didn't so, mean. um, Blu-ray. Yeah. Right. Blu-ray. Oh, that's a This is the topic. make or break year for Blu-ray. I say mm-hmm. um, the prices for Blu-ray machines dropped dramatically for the holiday season in 2008. And uh, and so if we see people adopt it and then start buying movies, then sure, Blu-ray will stick around. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. Wow. I just don't think that the improvement between regular DVDs and Blu-ray DVDs is enough for most people to switch and adopt the Blu-ray technology and just concentrate on Blu-ray movies. I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful format, but most people just don't see the value in that kind of incremental import in, uh, you know, improvement in performance. So I think 2009 may be the death of uh, Blu-ray, maybe a long, slow death. I don't think it's going to be like the HD DVD where it was like, Oh, I'm not feeling so good. I'm not feeling so good. I'm not, I'm dead. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was HD DVD yeah. for early yeah. 2008. Sorry, Toshiba. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to. I was looking at my notes and trying to figure where I wanted to go next. Um. Wherever. I'll just keep going chronologically on the way I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Um. I think the Linux community is going to start taking shots at Microsoft. I think they're working right now. Actually, I know they're working right now on getting people to make prettier software for Linux. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see Linux starting to make inroads. I think with cloud computing and some of the and and the success of things like OpenOffice, um, there are basically you can download a copy of well various different flavors of Linux and install it on your computer and have a productivity suite and an instant messaging client. Uh, you can use GIMP to do your your images. You know what? It may be time for Linux to start making a move as a community. Well, the different developers. Now, I mean, it's a confederation of people, so who knows? But yeah, especially when you, you see might, like you know, Microsoft is moving more and more toward the cloud. Yeah, that's cloud computing. By the way, that's one of my other predictions. Will be oh, a yes. household term before 2009 is over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, it's something that we in the tech industry talk about a lot, but you wouldn't necessarily hear anyone like the average Joe who's not in the tech industry wouldn't normally know that that term. I think that'll change by the end of 2009. Um, so you beat me to that. I was page two of my notes. Yeah, and Microsoft's really moving toward that that model. Live I think mesh. Uh, you know, but Live there there is still a value to having a machine that can run things locally. Sure. And some people recognize that and some people kind of dismiss it. Um, And I think uh, the Linux community can totally jump on that. And you'll see things like, again, like the Android platform, which is based off of the Linux kernel. Yeah. Uh, When you see the success of these kind of platforms, that also lends credence to Linux being a an operating system that's worthy of competition uh, with these other established companies. Yep. Yep. Um, that's actually a good segue to something else that I had on my list, which was I think uh, 2009 is going to be the year of the netbook. Yeah. In general. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm contrary to your your thinking on Apple because I think that it may it may actually go the other way. Now it's been going. People have been buying more notebooks than desktops for a while. Right. Eh, a couple of years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And netbooks are certainly super popular, but I think people are going to get tired of lugging their laptops around, and they're going to say, you know what, this is all in the cloud. I can get a nice desktop on, at home and have one at work and not even mess with it. I don't even want to carry my briefcase or my backpack with me. 
I'm just going to have this all in a cloud. Interesting. So I think that it, it may actually go the other way. And that would be totally going out on a limb. And I'm going to, you're going to enjoy okay. picking me apart on yeah, this because in December because I have laptops written, are going to be up. I have written down right here mobile devices will take over the computer world. Well, that's the thing. You've got the iPhone. You've got, hey, the iPod Touch. You've got other smartphones. You've got netbooks. Why carry around a full-size laptop computer? Sure. Okay. No, I see where you're going. use a desktop or a little, a, a smaller um, device. Yeah. I'm, I just, here's the thing. Okay. I think that for most people's computing needs, the smartphones, the netbooks, uh, the cloud computing uh-huh. takes care of almost everything they need. Yeah. For the average consumer. Right. The people that are, uh, that this obviously does not apply to are people like power gamers who need a powerful oh, machine sure. to run this stuff. Sure. Um, those are the people. So I think desktop computers will go to those niche markets. Uh huh. So the gamers and the enterprise people who will still need a desktop machine or at least, right. you know, a lot of places still use desktop machines. We don't. We use laptops. True. For most of our machines. We do have a few desktops in the How Stuff Works universe. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would be shocked if the desktop computer has as strong a foothold in the consumer market as you seem to suggest. So at the end of the year, we'll listen to this and find out who's right. Cause that's a good, good one. We, we, we have two different takes on this. Well, and, and that's part of the fun of doing this podcast yes. is we're, we're, we're playing around with ideas that might happen. So we'll right. see, we'll see what happens. So, um, you got one? Yeah. Okay. Facebook will, Put the finishing move on MySpace. The well, tombstone pile driver, the atomic leg drop, whatever you want to call it. I think, uh, I think MySpace is busy shoveling the dirt in around itself now. Right. So my, for, so Facebook will really just have to show up and put the tombstone. And, on. and I think one of the things that's really going to, to, uh, contribute to this is Facebook Connect. Yeah. Um, which of course is their open ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of approach where you can use the Facebook profile information you have to log into other services, which automatically ports the information into those services so you don't have to create a new profile. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more sites are going to start using this sort of stuff. And I think a lot of them are going to look at Facebook as being the preferable vendor. I mean, because you've got like the Google has its open source ID and that's a very powerful name as well. Mm-hmm. But you look at Facebook's user base and they have hundreds of you know, like a hundred million people using it on a regular basis, not just users, but people who go there sometimes multiple times a day. Mm. Uh, that's a big user base to, to grab, to get your people to, you know, uh, let's, let's use that. That way that it gives them the incentive to make a, a profile on our page and we've got them. Uh, in a related note. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Twitter's going to either go down or get really perilously close to it, unless they come up with some kind of business model. Because they need to partner with somebody. You or... thinking that they need a business model? Come on, they don't need a business model. Well, tell me how they're getting income in this economy, and I'll, maybe you can convince me. Uh, venture capital, which I have uh-huh. predicted will dry up in 2009. Right. Okay. Um, okay, I see your point. All right. I hope that Twitter finds a business model because well, I, I have too. I've become increasingly reliant upon it. So, uh, but no, I can, I can see where you're going there. I don't like that story. I don't either. Let's get a, let's get a something else that's better. Uh, well, I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot of little ideas we don't have to get into in great detail. I think, uh, you're going to see, um, Echo Star finally build, since they acquired Sling Media, I think you're going to start seeing integrated machines that have the Sling technology built in. Okay. And I think you're going to see place shifting become more prevalent. I also think you're going to see TiVo 
either get acquired or go under because they're at a point now where, you know, I mean, they're fighting Dish and a lot of other people off with lawsuits uh, for infringement of, of technology. But I don't know. I think they're at the point and they're too good to go under because the, the operating system on that machine is amazing. Right. Um, so I'm just saying. All right. Uh, I've got a, the last mile problem. Okay. It's going to come to a head. All right. Because you've got more and more people going online, getting the, the, the broadband connections to the internet. Uh, and they expect to have that lightning fast service. And if a, enough people connect to that last mile, the last mile being the space between the backbone of the internet and your house, essentially. Right. Uh, if enough people are clogging up those tubes, <laughs> to use a the completely inappropriate tubes. phrase, um, then, the slower your service is going to be. And as customers get more and more savvy of this, they're going to demand their ISPs upgrade the system and address this last mile problem, especially as you see companies embrace the Internet as a way of uh, distributing media uh, even more than they already have. As that continues to increase and people begin to consume more and more of their media through the Internet, they're going to need that problem fixed yeah. or there will be – Hell to pay. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. It was a prediction. There you go. Um, okay. I, a long time ago, we bought a really cheap TV by this, uh, company called Samsung. Yes. And I thought, you know, for the longest time that they were a, you know, <clears throat> low end player. Well, sure. they reinvented themselves yes. to take on Sony and another company, Gold Star mm-hmm. came, uh, I don't know, LG. Mm-hmm. So I have a prediction as who that the next company is going to be. What's that? I think it's going to be Asus. Oh yeah. Yes, I the do. Netbook producer. Yeah, well, see the thing is they have an Aries smartphone that they just introduced not too long ago. Oh, so they're not just producing netbooks. Nice. And that's the way that these other guys, you know, they worked up the, the low-end electronics yeah. and then they built themselves up and you never know who the so next So you think he'll be the next power player. Yeah, and there's certainly the the Chinese electronics manufacturers in general, I think we're going to see a lot more of. Cool. Well, uh, I, I have I have only year. one more. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. Yeah. So here's my last one. Okay. It's also a gimme. Yeah. Green technology will be huge. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Asus has some very green technologies. They have uh, some, I think, grass laptops. Yeah. So, nice. uh, you know. Well, and, and, it, and corn it's, it's just become, it's, it's become the word du jour, really. Is oh, green. sure. I mean, the whole. It's, well, we all have to do it now because it's, you know. It's not just environmental. It's also economical. And, and marketing. Kind of and marketing. Yeah, there are all these different reasons why people are embracing the whole green movement. Uh, and it's it's it started off as kind of a niche thing. You know, you'd be like, oh, those hippies with the, the green movement. Well, no, it's, no, I'm one of those hippies now. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. So it's going to be even bigger, I think, in 2009. And I think we're going to probably see several scandals as well, or at least uh, interesting stories about companies that are claiming to be really green. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll see that maybe those claims are not all accurate. They're greenwashing? Yeah. You might say? Yeah. Right. Well, I had a few, but they can all be shortish. Um I think that HDTV prices have hit their peak. I think they're going to start stagnating in a big way. And uh, maybe even come down since prices have been deflating anyway. Um, cool. Okay. I think we're going to hear something serious from Amazon on the Kindle 2. But not from Sirius. No. Yeah, no. Kindle 2. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I think Best Buy is going to go into Chapter 11. Oh. You think Best Buy? You think you think that this brick and mortar is going to go? Yeah. I th- well, I think they're they're hurting. I think 
it's possible that both Circuit City and Best Buy may survive, but the only way they're going to do it is by, you know, hauling themselves out of the mud. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, Radio Shack preceded the two of them. Yeah. Um, and they may have to close a bunch of stores, you know, CompUSA. Sure. Uh, so I, it's, it's entirely possible, you know, Best Buy is not the sole company to be, uh, unaffected. I think they, they may also drop mm-hmm. into chapter 11. Um, I think Yahoo's gonna, gonna stay independent. Okay. Whereas um, I, I think that Yahoo will either be bought or will collapse. Speaking of collapse, I think AOL may completely go away. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you, you just may hear them disappear. Yeah, there's gonna be a little uh, poof. You know, there'll be, um, there's, their services and things may still carry the name, but I, I think it's gonna be As basically, it's funny because they were, they absorbed another company, a giant right. old media company, and right. that's the part that's actually still surviving to some extent. Speaking of old media, I think more uh, books and or magazines and and newspapers are going to go Online web only. only. Yeah, like the the Christian Science mm-hmm. Monitor, PC Magazine, yeah, uh, U.S. News and World Report. They all did that in two thousand eight. I think you're going to see a lot more of those in two thousand nine. Yep, uh, especially since these these companies are staying afloat. You know, they're they're still surviving. They're sure. still doing good work. Um, they're sort of paving the way. Actually, uh, I think DRM may go start. People are going to start saying, you know what, this DRM thing is just not working for us. Yeah, but I mean, that's one of those rumors that comes around and then nothing happens. Well, I'm starting DRM's a new right. one. Yeah, because because just recently there was one about iTunes getting rid of all DRM, and yeah. that didn't pan out quite well, right. Since I am a recent purchaser of the game Spore, yeah, uh, which on a <clears> previous <throat> podcast I said may never come out. Um, yeah, they they have had some DRM issues with SecureOM, and uh, they are. Doing what iTunes does where you can decommission a computer if you need to, to open up a license spot. Sure. Uh, I, I think that the secure on thing is a big headache for EA. I think, uh, iTunes and Apple, they have had problems with DRM. I think I, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to say, you know what? We're going to get more customers by not encoding this stuff. Sure. Um, and I think trade shows like CES, I think you're going to start seeing huge declines in the amount of traffic to shows like, like that. I'll let you know when I get back. All right. Yeah, if it's a wasteland, tumbleweeds across the show It'd floor. It would be a lot easier to get across the floor. That's true. It would be. Maybe I'll be able to keep all 10 on my toes this time. There you go. Well, I'm tapped. I, I don't have any more. Good. Because so. I'm done, too. Okay. All right. Well, that was an interesting discussion. We will see in a year's time how uh, accurate we were, how close to the truth. And if we were way off, then we'll know better when we're doing our predictions for 2010, I guess. That's true. We'll still have to come up with some some wild and crazy stuff. Yeah, because it's no fun to say exactly. the economy will be bad. Yeah, that's a big (laughs) surprise. Yeah, so we'll we'll avoid doing that. But we have many of these topics covered on HowStuffWorks.com. You can read everything uh, from Facebook. Yeah, just about (laughs) the cloud computing. There's a whole suite on cloud computing. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, definitely go to HowStuffWorks.com. Take a look around. It's a great site. And we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. 
So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.